What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm going to be real with everyone. I honestly don't know what we're doing today because it's all in Jeremiah and Drew's hands. Apparently, well, you we're going to know be... what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, I do. We're, we're going to be talking today. We are going to be talking about uh, the recently released video game Star Wars Squadrons mm-hmm. by the good old Electronic arts themselves whether you love them or you hate them um and uh so we're going to be talking about that i to be fair i have not played this game because i only have a nintendo switch uh i had a ps4 but it's at my dad's house now he's playing it uh, because i have a cool dad anyways that's not the point (laughs) i haven't played it and so uh jeremiah do you want to give a quick synopsis of what we're going to be doing with this episode today so Drew and I have both played and beaten the game. I played it first, then I let him have my copy. And so we both played it, we both beat it. And so we are going to go over, um, first we're going to go over the plot uh, and have uh, Andrew kind of in real time react to the plot. Because it, <laughs> right. it is a canon story. And so I think there are some noteworthy things that should be reacted to by Andrew. And so we'll go over that. And then um, Drew and I will probably just talk about some of the gameplay and just our reactions to the game as a game. Um, Can we rank it, Jeremiah? Rank it in what way? It's like definitely. Lightsabers? Uh, well, How many? if we want to do that, we can go to do that. But we'll do it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it at the end. Um, but yeah. And so. I think biggest thing, we can say this a little early, but Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good catch, and Drew. Not a lot happened in this game, so you're not going to get too much spoiled <laughs> if you haven't played yeah, it. Yeah, I can't tell if I should be excited to hear it's, about the story mode it's, or It's one or of those not. things where like, I played it on like normal difficulty, and then when I gave it to Drew, I was like, just put it on easy just to go through the game quick because it's not like oh, gotcha. whatever. Like, so just get it normal done. Normal is easy. Huh? There was no easier mode, I don't think. Well, there was pilot, which was the normal mode, and then there was one, like, story mode called, where you're just playing for the story, basically, so you can, like, one-shot kill every oh. tie. <laughs> oh. Maybe so. I played that because it was pretty easy. I don't know what mode I played, right. honestly. So, yeah, that's what we're doing tonight. And so, Drew? Andrew, you ready? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready, but before we dive in, um, if, you if you're listening now? to the... What? No. Uh-uh. I wanted to, to start our new ad segment. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So, spoiler. There you go. Um, we have a new sponsor, and we did a nine-and-a-half-ish minute uh, video. We did a quick run-through of who that sponsor is, um, what our thoughts are, why we're excited about it, uh, uh, excited about it, excuse me, et cetera. Um, so, go ahead and check that out. Um Especially, you probably noticed uh, that there are two episodes out today um, if you're a longtime listener, so go check that out. I'm not going to get into details here, but from now on, on the Empire Radio Podcast, we'll do a quick summary of what we're going to be doing for the episode, and then we are going to jump into this ad that we have pre-made. We've got ready to go, hot out of the oven. So here we go. Listen to a word from the first of two. Count it two sponsors for today's episode hey everyone andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode cufflinks.com if you didn't know cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace and they offer a wide array of products including cufflinks ties lapel pins and much more The awesome thing about Cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like Star Wars to bring you exclusive, officially licensed products. 
They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, Cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one to five day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at Cufflinks.com. Yep, there you go. We're excited. I hope you're excited. Uh, yep. More to come in the near future. And if you want any details, please, again, refer to that short uh, rundown for our new sponsorship. All right, boys. All righty. All right. We're here. Take it away. All right. So, Squadrons. So, yeah. it was advertised as taking place post uh, Return of the Jedi. Wait, really quickly. Do you want to hear my thoughts like what my perception of the game was without playing it really quickly. Sure. Okay. I'm, you know what? I haven't played it. So go ahead and blast me on our social media, on YouTube or whatever, if I'm wrong, but it didn't look that great. So that was my first reaction. I thought it looked like the cinematography, the the graphics and everything. Like we, we talked about the trailer a little bit on one of our previous episodes and it looks like artistically phenomenal. Um, I thought that, but I thought the first person cockpit fighting, like that whole deal was going to be really difficult. And the story mode, like you said, Jeremiah didn't really look like there was going to be a ton going on. So I will tell you when I first heard about it and I did my first little bit of research, if I had a PlayStation four and I was actively playing it, I might have passed over this one. Yeah, I this game was only forty dollars. If it was a full like sixty five, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. I so because yeah. it's so cheap and Drew and I split the cost. Drew, you still owe me twenty bucks. But I know. Uh oh. <laughs> it was, want to pay it was a super cheap so it was just cheap and it it was worth what we paid for it. So Yes. Okay. I would say yeah. it's worth forty bucks. Um and it's a fun just game to like I don't know, not think, right? But still sure. get Star Wars content. And I also I, I haven't played the online mode. Yeah, I haven't either. But I also think that they made it cheap so they could do like a DLC in the future, which they, which we'll talk yeah. about. They kind of left it open at the end, so that that's another you know twenty bucks that they could charge for a DLC, and so then you're back up to the right. prices of a game. Now, so. bef- before we get into it too deeply, how do you you both play Battlefront two? Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, I played Battlefront two. I have it on my PS4. It's actually what my dad and I play together when I go home to see them. We we play offline because he can't. The people are Survives. just too brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we've all played Battlefront 2. How, how does it stack up against the Starfighter combat in that game? Do you like it more? Do you like it less? It's, it's, Is it kind of a wash? It's pretty similar. Like it's a okay. flight simulation. Like it's. It's, I feel I, feel like, I feel like squadrons is easier though. Well, I'll, but then again, I'm not well, playing online for story so mode. That's fair for story mode. Yeah. Like enemies are always going to be easier to take down than if you're playing online. Oh yeah, yeah. for and sure. So there's that. Um, and I think when it comes to flying simulations, like it's they're all basically the same, and you're limited on what you can do. You're just flying in 3D space, and you have limited weapons. So like. There's not a lot to go off of, and so I think yeah. for Battlefront Two, it's it was pretty much the same thing. Honestly, for me, it's when I first saw the game, it seemed like they're like, "Hey, how do we make money without oh, making right. a Battlefront Three <laughs> and making everyone mad at us?" <laughs> or a Fallen Order flight, Two, or or a Fallen Yes, yeah, because they are going to do that. They just right. They that's a lot of work right now. So like, how yeah. do we make money right now? And I think they have a contract where they're supposed to put out a certain number of games every year or they have a contract. And so they had to put something out and it's, there's a reason why it's 40 bucks. Um, The VR I heard is amazing on it, Ashley though. Now that, that sounds incredible. 
because yeah. it, it 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 would feel like you're in actually in the cockpit of one of the fighters. Yeah, and I, really I've cool. seen people like VR it with like a full on flight like joystick. You know oh, what I mean for wow. like flying games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I heard that's amazing. Or just playing on your PC alone is a lot really cool. So yeah, I will oh. I will say that I enjoyed. This doesn't really matter, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I enjoyed Starfighter Combat and Battlefront 2 online more than I did the shooter section because oh, I played really? online Ooh. for a while. Dang, I I don't know what it was. I, first of all, I'm not really good at first person shooters. Again, I'm gonna keep this rabbit trail short, but I like Noob. the Starfighter Combat better. Stop. <laughs> um, also, I want to make note that, and you'll either confirm or deny this as we go along, but a lot of people said that it wasn't. This, it was nowhere near the Star Wars game we wanted. Like people were hoping for all these other different things, and then when they announced Squadrons, it was like, Correct. "Wait, what? Wait, this really?" Yeah. But yeah. listen, if you are listening to this and you work at Nintendo, mm, and you're in charge or related <laughs> to the people who are in charge of getting Star Wars games on the Switch, some of, some of them already are. For everything that is good and holy in this world, please release, re-release Knights of the Old Republic for the Switch. Please. I'm begging you. I will at least buy it once. <laughs> very but very quickly. Anyways. All right. So there's Well, that. let's let's get into the, the story mode plot. And so like I said earlier, uh the game was advertised to be a post uh We've, uh, Return of the Jedi story, and so yep. 95% of the game is. But the game actually mm-hmm. starts out during, or probably during the events of A New Hope. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, really? Ac- so it was, how it's interesting because your first mission is on the Empire side, and you're sent out by Vader after Alderaan was destroyed by a Death Star, to destroy, to kill, track down and kill some survivors that are on transports, mm-hmm. and so you—that's uh, brutal. Yeah, so you were you're tracking uh, the, these transports to this space station thing, and you're ordered to <clears throat> find them and kill them because Vader did not want any hope survivors. from Alderaan that be to survive, and so right. it's unclear if it, this was during the events of a New Hope or after the events of New Hope. But it was post destruction of Alderaan, um, and so it's interesting because the the leader of the uh, Imperial Squadron, um, his name is Lyndon Javes. Um, right away, he's kind of hesitant to uh, take down these refugees, basically, and he gets his the squadron together and he says, "Oh no, we're going to use the old Tie Fighters." And the squad leader was like, "Really? Like, what? Why? Oh, it's just fun. Let's bring out these old ones, like old, old times' sake. Blah blah blah." So it was like a weird thing. Like, why is that? And so, well, during the mission, uh, apparently he knew how to disable those ties remotely, and so he disabled them, and he went to go help the transports escape from the Empire, and he turned to the Rebel side. Because he did not want to kill oh. these innocent people. Yeah, wow. it takes like a hard turn right away. Yeah, the biggest thing is like it's not that even he wanted to become a rebel; is he didn't see the justification of killing people that already lost everything. Yeah, and so he and that was like sure, the biggest sure. thing about it. Yeah, so it was like he went to save them, but because he saved them, he's now an enemy of the Empire, and yeah. he had no choice but to join the rebellion. And so yeah. he uses his knowledge to aid the rebellion in how to fight the empire. And so after this mission, wow. Yeah. And so after this mission, it then takes place after return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And so, so okay. it's like a cam and it says like four years later. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so yeah. the rest of the game, you know, you go back and forth between the new Republic uh, squadron, uh, and then the now X like the post Empire remnants, their squadron. You're going back and forth, uh, and following this one single plot line, 
And so, and what's interesting is that the Lyndon Jaynes, the person that defected, um, he is leading the squadron on the, the New Republic side, but the person leading the squadron on the opposite side, the Empire side, is actually the person that he was leading in the first mission, the main squadron leader there. And her name was, let me find it, I forget, uh, Teresa Carroll. And so uh, this whole game is just them trying to fat fight each other, basically. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Captain Tressa Krill, she's trying to track down Lyndon Jave's squad, and then Lyndon Jave is trying to survive, basically. But there's an interesting plot, though, that obviously that's going on that, is actually the plot. And so we find out <laughs> that... <laughs> um, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. The, the New Republic, they are collecting um, wreckage from destroyed Star Destroyers. And so they'll go to battlegrounds where there's a dest- destroyed dest- Star Destroyer and they'll collect that that wreckage and bring it somewhere. And so mm-hmm. the Empire's like, well, why are they collecting all these pieces? Like, what's going on? And um, they end up finding through their intelligence, blah, 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 that there is something called Project Starhawk. And this Project Starhawk is the main plot of this game. Oh, and, interesting. Right. And so, but we don't know what it is. All we know is they're collecting Star Destroyers, and it has to do with Starhawk. And we sure. finally get a glimpse of this location that they're bringing all these wreckages to. And it's a really cool, they call it a battle station. Um, and it's kind of like inside like a big giant asteroid thing in the middle of space that they're building out of. And they're calling it a battle station, but they are um, creating, they're building something there also. It's not just a battle station, they're building something. And we find out what they're building is a Starhawk class ship and it's this is the new republic's weapon against the remnants of the empire and huh we finally and so like well well, what does that mean like what are they building what do they need star destroyers for so a certain point through the game we finally see um this ship in action and what it does Mm -hmm. and well i think the biggest thing though they captured uh, Star Destroyer, though. Oh, there's that too. Like they would, they, they would capture. They that was like how the Empire found out why because they tracked down the one that was captured. Yeah, but that was like oh, the gotcha. biggest part is they actually took over Star Destroyer and captured it, and, and then that's when we saw. Yeah. Starhawk. Yeah, and so when we see uh, Starhawk cl- class ship, um. It's going head to head against the Star Destroyer, which is the Star Destroyer that the Empire squad is based out of. And sure. we're like, okay, what's going to do? Because then they're like, the Starhawk, okay, we got to activate the weapon. Like, we're like, oh, what is it going to do? And what it does is it shoots out from the front of it a gigantic tractor beam and it grabs hold of the Star Destroyer and pulls it through space. And does extreme amount of damage to it. Huh. So they. It. Greatly. Um, damaged that. Star Destroyer that's in the game. And they have to like escape. They have to like do a random. Uh, jump to hyperspace. Not knowing where they're going. Because they had to get out of there. Because they were being destroyed by this tractor beam. And they escape. And they have to do. Extensive repairs to. Make mm. the ship work again so so really quickly i'm i'm looking at pictures of the starhawk because now i can i I don't know by the way everyone who's listening um i've refrained from like i was going to go through and watch all the story cinematics um but i didn't in in preparation for this um episode and so i'm looking at stuff for the first time um but this so i'm looking at pictures of the starhawk and you so this thing on the front is a you said it was a tractor beam yeah at first mm-hmm. we didn't know what like it was because right. like it just grabbed onto the ships are pulling it. i'm like what is going on and then later in the game they refer to it as a tractor beam so it grabs the ships and it pulls them in it can it can pull them in whatever 
at, at random direction because they kind of pulled it. The cinematic is kind of like it's being pulled off to the side a little bit from the front of the sure. nose. And so, and it, but it did, and, did but damage it, too somehow. Oh, interesting. It, so, it's like pulling because they were, it's just like started pulling it apart essentially as well. Oh. As it's pulling it. Yeah. Cause like okay. if they, if they kept the tractor beam on it, it would have completely destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a really powerful weapon. Good Lord. Yeah. And so, um, it's crazy because there's also a picture on here that compares it to a ship from the Old Republic, too. Similar, very similar designs. I don't know if they have a similar uh, functionality, but anyways, that's really cool. Yeah. Please continue. So then once the remnants of the Empire discover what the Starhawk can do, then they're also they're, not all their goal is to try and destroy this. And this is just a prototype. Um, and so they actively go to try and destroy it and by at the end of the game um they do basically destroy it um throughout missions you're doing more and more damage to it and then at the, at the end mission it's basically they just make it unusable and so mm-hmm. um well that's that's lame on the empire's <laughs> behalf good lord and so the game ends with them basically saying you know, Project Starhawk isn't done yet. This was just a prototype. And so it thinks that there's going to be a DLC or something, and there's going to be more about this Project Starhawk. Um, And so that's basically the plot. And so, um, yeah, (laughs) that's about it. Well, I I mean, I'm going to add to that. So the biggest thing is that the whole time you're these two characters, um, are kind of like fighting each other essentially with, with you on their side, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so you jump between both parties, which is it's a really interesting concept. I would say, um, I feel like they kind of did that in battlefront con- though. Like you played like the bad person in battlefront. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah right. So it kind of like you're essentially fighting yourself. <laughs> right. Like, except they never meet up until, like kind of towards the end, yeah. Th- like the very end, tor- there's like the Lyndon Javes mm-hmm. versus that Carol chick. Like they're face to face, like fighting in their ships. Yeah, because like the biggest thing is that he, they think they killed him, and then they didn't because he was hiding inside of one of the he his star destroyer. No, the Carol. Mm-hmm. You saw you when you go face to face. The Empire Carol. She shoots down Lyndon Jades, and she he crashes into the remnants of the Starhawk, I believe. Yeah. And so, but oh no! So everyone thinks he's dead. But then, like the next mission, when she leaves, he's like, "Oh, guys, I'm still alive. I'm just trapped inside the Starhawk." <laughs> and then he gets on another ship somehow, or, or whatever, and he gets out again. And so, so he he's survives. He's on the same one. He like, oh, he sick. just bushes out of it. He yeah. like repaired it while the Starhawk was getting destroyed. Yeah, but the I, thing was the Starhawk couldn't work anymore. So right. there's this broken moon yeah. in the last battle. And the Starhawk kind of looks like a hammer. Yeah. And so your mission was to like go with two uh the crash into the middle of this destroyed moon. Yeah, you gotta get this Starhawk through and crash this destroyed moon. And it will destroy all majority of all the other star destroyers that are coming to destroy it. Yeah, oh, and you're killing them, and you're also and destroying how, the prototype in this at the same time. Yeah, so they can't. But then, take it. so like as you're doing it, you're protecting all these people that are fleeing the Starhawk because at this time they're trying to leave because it's going to blow up. Right, and then so you're protecting them and trying to get out. It's like a really interesting concept story um i feel i feel like this story could have been something that took place during the original trilogy like they could have mm-hmm. tweaked the story so this is something that actually happened between episodes four and five or between four uh, five and six. Oh, sure, sure and it would have made more sense like this is the rebellion they're trying to create a, a weapon to counter the the empire i think that would have been right. a better plot line rather than being at at the end um after the empire has been destroyed and mm-hmm. so, like, I think what I didn't like about the plot of this game, it 
Well, two things. I don't think that the Starhawk ship was like a rebellion slash New Republic thing. I guess it seemed kind of like mm-hmm. evil, like an evil weapon to me. Yeah. And I didn't really like that because um, it kind of like the rebellion is like, you know, they have minimal resources and they're trying to like fight against this giant. And I, I understand it's the New Republic, so they have funding to make these, the super ship. But like, it just didn't seem characteristic of the people we were used to in the rebellion. Well, and yeah, and even in the game, as these two people are talking, she even tells him like, "What makes you better now? Because you're killing more people, and because of Endor, you kill like the rebels kill as many people as the Empire did." You know, like, and so she calls him out on it. And then, and so, yeah, this game makes you really not know what side to be on. Yeah. Oh, and I should make note that the main, like, head of the Starhawk project is Harris and Dula. Yeah, I figured that would be the case. Yeah, so she's kind of, like, leading the project. And so, like, the second half of the game, you, you hear a lot of her voice and... And, cut and you and see her, like and yeah, it's kind of cool. And so yeah, it's cool. So the, the whole thing about the Starhawk being uncharacteristic of the Rebellion people, like I didn't like. But what I didn't, mm-hmm. but more so, what I didn't like um, was, well, I guess maybe there's three things, but the two the last two are kind of overlap. But um, the in Battlefront Two, um, that story takes place over a span of a year after um, the return of the Jedi. And so yeah. like within a year, like in that game, you kind of really see that the remnants of the empire are falling apart and they, at the battle of Jakku, they're done. Like they right. do that. That's really done well in that game. But in this yeah. game, the empire seems like they're still super strong. Yeah. Like they're not like, they're still very, there's so many ships out there that have a lot of resources. Yeah. And, and I'm like, this doesn't seem like they're falling apart. There seems like they're still staying strong. And so I didn't really um, like that a lot. Yeah, I guess we don't really know the timeline of like when when did Endor end and like this story begins. Yeah, because I, I, it takes place within that first year because it can't yeah. be past that, the Battle of Jakku. And so this is still pretty early on. Yeah, it's just like it, like Jeremiah, like that was gonna be one of my complaints. It seems like the Empire is like strong as heck. Like, yeah, they even when it comes to like the like New Republic gear is still very much like Rebel gear. Like it, that's what it seems like. You're in X wings, you're in old X wings, A wings. Your clothes are different. Like it, that no one's matching. It doesn't seem like. They got funding yet, potentially. Right. But somehow they made this giant ship already yeah. that looks like they have funding. It, it almost seems like... So it's kind of weird. I want to make it say that like they started this Project Starhawk before Return of the Endor. Jedi. Yeah. like they. It seems like they're way far ahead in the game of producing this ship. Because like even if it was like a, at the Battle of Jakku like, that this game took place a year of creating this weapon would be like insane. Like to get it that. It, it looks like almost like a size of a miniature death star. Yeah. Like it's big. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't make sense how they could build that quickly. Right. And it, it almost seems like Jeremiah, this was that guy. Once he become a rebel, like his goal was building this thing from day one. And I mean, it could be. It could have took them four years to do it. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. It seemed like it doesn't line up the prettiest. I would say, like Jeremiah was right. saying. I th- um, I think before we get into any more complaints, <laughs> um, I think we should hear from another sponsor, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's do that. So. Uh, we are still, even though we've got a new sponsor in the form of cufflinks.com, we are still being sponsored by Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Uh, it's very near and dear to all of our hearts, especially when Jeremiah begins to drink coffee for the first time. We're going to we're gonna wear him down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Staying up for the premiere of Mando, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, we're going to listen to a quick word from that sponsor as well. So check it out. Hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. But that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. All right. Do it. Go get some coffee. All right. And so back to okay. your normal programming. Yeah. Really quickly, can, can I give my opinion of yeah. okay, sure. what I heard? Um, so first of all, this sounds like a throwaway story. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it sounds like just like one big filler episode for an anime. Like, or like, like okay, the Clone Wars, yeah, season like one, like stuff's going on, but it's not really significant. Now, I will say, I would have really liked to have seen the Starhawk as a weapon before the Battle of Endor, because that's really when they needed it, right? You know, exactly. like I, I get, I get post post indoor you've got star destroyers that you need to take out yada 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 i mean it clearly from what you're saying was a good way to dismantle them yeah but then at the same time like what would what would honestly have been really cool is to see it go up against the death star and then try to use it against the Death Star, you know, before A New Hope, the first Death Star, and it fail. You know, like maybe right. the Rebellion was already working on it. Like, again, how do you work that into a story? It, it probably wouldn't work well either. But maybe, I don't know, you know, because if you think about the Death Star, it's only got one focusing dish. And so if you can continuously move the ship and stay on the the, the back side of the Death Star, defend the ship, you know, with your own fighters and stuff like like that would have been a really interesting storyline. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. I think the new addition of that sort of a of a weapon, like honestly, I like that better than having a thousand star destroyers with Death Star tech on them in the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like it's more, it's more of an original design, right? Um, so I mean, like that in and of itself, it's cool. Um, but then again, it's you know, from what you're saying, it sounds like the story there's no significance. Of course, you have Hera, but then at the same time, like that's the only real like heavy hitter character. And then the rest of the story, it's one of the stories where if you never heard about it, nothing would change in the galaxy, like your perspective of the galaxy. Right. You know, like whereas yeah. with, with the Mandalorian, we're very quickly seeing that that is clearly not the case. You know, yeah. Um, and and I think they didn't want to change too much stuff because. Not that many people are playing this game. Well, sure, and then you already have Battlefront Two, which you know covers the same the same time period. And so my question is, you know, why not pave a new trail? Okay, well, everything before the Phantom Menace is off limits right now because of Project Luminous and the High Republic. Whatever, I get that. So your your you know your windows get smaller. There's been enough Clone Wars content. That's what they're going to say. So you don't do the Clone Wars. But then you've got this, you know, Galactic Civil War era. And then post Return of the Jedi, pre The Force Awakens. I, I just think that they could have picked a better time, I guess. Yeah. Or again, yeah. and they're, they're like going to be the people. Time is good, but a different story. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's they're going to be people, people that are like, well, what would you have done? You, you know, honestly, I don't know. But I will tell you, based like on what I'm hearing, if, I yeah. wasn't. It doesn't sound really interesting. 
Well, there is that book that came out right before the Rise of Skywalker, and it was like the Poe's like journey into the Rise of Skywalker, essentially. Yeah. I didn't read it, but I bet you I, that would have yeah, been a I really cool flying story if you went alongside Poe, and then and then sure. you were in the First Order. Like, I like this timeline. I just feel like, like Jeremiah said, it kind of there's only so much you can do with just flying. Right. Like, yeah. there's parts of this game where you're not only shooting things, you're scanning, and it's just like. What can you do with a flight simulator to make it not just about shooting something? Very right. little things. Right. And so, like, there's this one mission towards the end, and, like, literally half of it is you scanning these things to make sure that they can blow up or not. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, <laughs> it's just so, like, okay. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It it was 40 bucks. <laughs> and yeah. so, but another plot point that... I had mixed feelings about it, but kind of like I see what they're going for. Um, uh, Captain uh, Teresa Teresa Krill, um, she she has this line that I thought thought was really interesting in a cutscene. Uh, it was the emperor shouldn't have dissolved the senate because now there's no government to stay strong after the defeat mm-hmm. of Endor, and so I didn't like it because we see Emperor Palpatine as a mastermind and her saying that made it seem like he wasn't a mastermind. Mm, I didn't even think about that. And so like, but I get it. Cause like it's there, they have no no longer have emperor. emperor, They no longer have an emperor. And so now they're going to be pointing fingers and they're going to be making excuses. Like maybe we were wrong basically this whole time to trust him type of thing. I get that part. But I didn't kind of. It was kind of a good jab at the emperor, like he wasn't a mastermind. Um, but it was still right. interesting how they, how she said that he shouldn't have dissolved the senate because now the empire can't be led by anyone, and it's the feet of the empire emperor. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's this one mission that um, you kind of you're on. Her Death Star gets stunned because it got almost destroyed by the Starhawk. Um, and then she ends up in this other galaxy part, and oh yeah, she is like, oh, this other head of the he's in charge of this part of, this but he's part of the, of the galaxy. He's like kind of yeah. like right in charge of it. And so what happens is she's like, hey, I need help. I need all these supplies so I can fix my my ship and go back and work on still destroying and doing my mission, doing my part. And then he was like, well, actually, you're in my my sector now, so now you're under me because I'm higher rank. And now I'm gonna you're gonna do what I want you to do. And so it's all it does seem like the Empire is in strambles and they no one is leading. Right. And that kind of highlighted that more is like no one's in charge really, and it's only by rank, but then people are stepping over each other's toes. Like right. there's no one mission's not more powerful than the other, so no one really knows what they're supposed to be doing. What are they fighting for? And like literally, I felt in this game, I felt more like I wanted to help the empire more than actually like playing the good guys. Right. <laughs> it, there is a there. Kind of, that, it seems like the game there was a heavy focus on the empire. Even though it went back and forth, yeah, it seemed like there was a heavy focus on you want to root for the bad guys in this game. Type of yeah. Thing. Interesting. It was weird. And as Empire Radio, I supported that. <laughs> um, but maybe just some smaller things. Uh, at this point, uh, the planet Chandrilla, that's the capital of the New Republic. It's not Hosnian Prime. Did you know that that is Mon Mothma's? I actually did look it up. Mon Mothma's Hom- home planet. Homeworld? And yep. you knew who else was born on there? Ooh. Ben Andrew? Solo was, oh, was oh, born on oh. Chandra. Oh, gotcha. So that's interesting. Um, but Hyzian Prime I, was I, mentioned in the game a couple times. So yes, that, that was part of the conversation. And um, Drew, did you 
waste your time talking to any of the people in the hangar? I did for the first four hours of playing the game, okay. and then I was really like, quickly. I was like, screw talking to these people. But there was one, yeah. <laughs> really quick. one I, conversation I that I thought Andrew would find really interesting. Um, so on the uh, the the Republic uh, New Republic side, one of your pilots, his name is Frisk, and he's a Trandoshan. It's really yeah. cool, and. So I kind of I only heard the story once, so I kind of got the my my details might be wrong, but the whole. Do you know idea. who voices him? No, I'm pretty sure it's. Um, gosh, uh, Obi Wan's voice actor from the Clone Wars. Uh, oh, James Earl Taylor. J- J- James Arnold Taylor. There yeah, we go. There I'm pretty go. sure it's him. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. James I saw something Earl Jones. On. James like, Earl Jones. <laughs> I'm pretty but, uh, sure. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I read okay. something about that being him. So he we he kind of tells his backstory in this uh, Frisk, and he's like, oh, I've I've heard this one. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, so so something like he was a smuggler slash bounty hunter. bounty hunter kind of guy, and he was sent on a a thing to find or steal a piece of art and deliver it to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Oh. And he delivers it to Thrawn and Thrawn's like, this is a fake. And Dang. so <laughs> he's like, the reason I stopped doing what I'm doing and joining the, re- the rebellion is because I had nowhere to go because Grand Admiral Thrawn was chasing me. So I joined the rebellion. <laughs> it like, that that is amazing. Inter- That's yeah. like better than Honestly, the rest of the game. Like just that story. Yeah, it really is. I when he said Thrawn, I wanted that to be the story. Yeah, like a lot. Right, right, o- right. Also, like okay, so I'm gonna start complaining about stuff. Here we go. Um, okay. Go the beginning it. of the game, you you design your characters, which literally has oh. it's the dumbest thing. You ever. pick your race and gender and voice. And you can but like have a random never, like, female voice as if you're a male, like yeah. But that it's but you also never see yourself, right? Because it's first person. never, so it's stupid. It's not even first person either. It's like you're panning a room, and you see. Oh, well, uh, okay. well, that's that was another thing I want to talk about. Like so, like the reason one of the reasons why it's forty dollars is because they cut corners. In a lot of places. A lot. And so, like, before every mission, you're in a a hangar or you're in the Star Destroyer hangar or something like that. And you're just in one stuck point and you just look Mm -hmm. around and there's a person there with an X over their head and you can talk to that person. You just pan over and you can talk to this person and push an X. You pan over the door. You can't even move. You can't even walk. You just look back and forth. So they didn't want to hire a team. To, so you can walk around in 3D space, like in a hangar. Okay, so first of all, coming off of Fallen Order, this is this sounds really disappointing. But then also, I feel like, Drew, you mentioned they had a certain amount of games they needed to do. And I feel like yes. this was like a throwaway, like, hey, we did it. it. Right. It's 100%. Like, here you like, go, Star Wars. Here's your game. Like a lot of record labels, like you're supposed to come out with like six in this certain amount of time and then sometimes like and they'll release a uh ep of just acoustic songs of their old stuff that's why that, you you stay independent in the music yes. world <laughs> yes but that counts that's as another like their discussion yeah yeah so it, this is their ep this is <laughs> oh we okay have the you. technology for flight simulators because we've done it in battlefront Let's just make a really fast, cool game storyline. Because even when you talk to these people, you like say, "All right, I'm going to hangar or the bri- the briefing." You click that room, you go in it, and you're still in this, and you can pan the room as this person talks to you, but she's talking directly to you. Interesting. But it's just you staring at her. Like any clip you've seen from like the trailers, like that's what it is. So. It's oh, wow. pointless to pick a your hair color, your skin color, your voice because you barely talk. You talk like once know. or twice. I don't even know if you do talk. Like, you maybe... only talk when you ask for supplies while you're flying. Yeah, it's, it's... You say reload. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, like in it's the game, stupid. you you run out of like 
brackets or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can get supply run. Like they'll someone on your team will like shoot like oh here you go. It's like they <laughs> something they described it as like oh we shoot a like a a droid. A it's like a yes. droid that lands on your ship and like resupplies you. I'm like what? That's, that's Star Wars. They don't do that. In Star also Wars. like. like also, like it doesn't. You should just be able to have unlimited at that point because you. It's, well, I mean, you did have to like wait. There was a a time where you couldn't just do it every two seconds. Like you had to wait like sure. a minute, and then like it had you to, had to fly a, around and then push triangle and hope for the best. And it was like if you were in like a really heated fight, like your squad mate that does that has to be in has has single. to be in a time where they can actually go to you. Like if they're fighting too, like they can't help you, so you, they can't reload you. But like yeah. once you got to like of uh, you finished the task and there's no longer any fighting, you can just get a reload right away. See, I don't like that they used a cheap game mechanic to make something canon. Right. Like that. Because like now that's a thing. Yeah. And that's that's not a thing. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in a new hope or in any of the any of those battles, like you run out of proton torpedoes, you run out. Right. It's the same thing in real life. If you're freaking flying a, a jet for the Air Force or whatever. Or even fuel. Well, you get like, yeah, fueled you just, in the Air Force, so like, they do that. <laughs> yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's like, not by seconds, right, though. Right. Yeah, it's like you don't get more missiles. You don't have somebody come drop more missiles in. It's just like, no, you have to wait yeah. until you return to base. Yeah, you so, know, in uh, episode three in the beginning where those little tiny b- droids, buzz droids are the buzz droids. droids yeah. I just thought of it like yeah. uh, they shot a buzz droid at you with all these bullets and ammo on it. <laughs> just loaded you up and then buzzed off. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. yeah I don't like that that is now canon because it's not, that's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. And, and another like part of like the, the upgrades to your ship, it wasn't like, okay, you earn oh, skill I never, points. I, I never, it's upgraded. like you didn't earn skill points. And then like, I want, you know, put a skill point towards better armor or a skill point. For that, like was, Battlefront Two, yeah, it was like these are your options. Pick whichever ones you want. Like yeah. it wasn't you didn't earn anything. You just chose what what you wanted for your armor or for your speed or whatever. And it's like if you right pick, out of the gate, uh, well, it was like two missions in basically. That yeah, you just doing it, but it for pretty... most of the game, you could just pick any loadout for your ship, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay. You pick this one, you know, you're gonna have sixty percent better. Uh, damage reduction, but you know you're gonna your maneuverability is gonna be decreased by thirty percent or something like that. And so it was like you didn't earn anything; you just chose what you wanted. And uh, okay, and I I mean we never played online, so maybe that's not how it works online. Yeah, online might be different because you have to you might earn stuff, but yeah, um, but like it was, I actually never upgraded because I'm like I I, I did it like it. a couple it's times. Strange. And it was the you know the one mission where you fly the Y or not the Y wing the uh, the A wing the U wing where you got to oh, like protect yeah. those communication satellite things mm-hmm. like I that was the, the only mission I think that you had to play as a U wing and I'll, all right here's the loadouts yes. I'm gonna do like super good like armor because I got to protect these things but then my maneuverability was so terrible I couldn't it's turn so I couldn't turn at all. <laughs> And I I literally lost the mission like twenty times, and I'm like, so I had to quit the mission and start over from the beginning to to take oh. that off just so I could turn faster. <laughs> Oof! And so and I I a, never upgraded anything, and I've only died like five times the whole game. Here here's an important question: Do you get to fly a B wing? No. Gosh darn it! So What's you a, do X wing. What do you mean? It's a B-wing? Huh? I can't think of a B-Wing right now. It's in Rebels and the original trilogy. Isn't the B-Wing in Rebels like that laser thing? I mean, it's a prototype. It's a, it's a prototype, but... Right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's the one that... Uh, what's the name was playing with? I I always loved the B-Wing when right. I was Wasn't growing up. was playing with this in the cockpit? Huh? In the, uh, he was playing uh, with No, one. no, no, Who's no, no. He? It was uh, a T-16. Oh, Skyhopper. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. No, you don't. But also, the only good ships are honestly like the X Wing. Well, and the... the Tie Bomber is super OP. The Tie Bomber is pretty dope. It's the... but just the tie, just the normal like. 
Ty is good too, though. Well, I don't know, but, but any of the leaderships were trash. I, I was slow as heck. Like the only good ship I would say in the whole game was the Thai bomber. Yeah, all the other ones are all the basic ships, basically. And so, but when I could choose between whatever ship I wanted, I always went with the Thai bomber just because it was OP. It was a little slow, but it had the best offense of any ship. Um, well, dang, but. That's basically all I have that I can think of. Yeah, I think my biggest complaint is like the beginning because you don't get to use your character, so I don't understand why you can pick it. Right. It doesn't matter. You can't even change your name because they just call you like pilot. They don't. You don't even pilot. say you by your name. They call you pilot. No. <laughs> it's or or it's like well, which know, is, Titan Three or which is kind of just... like the Empire anyway because it's you are a number basically you're not a person so right, right i guess it makes sense to call him pilot but it almost seems like they didn't they let you customize your character but they didn't want to customize you could customize your name so like but they called you pilot call because you if pilot. you customize your name then they couldn't call you anything in the dialogue yeah. <laughs> so they just called you pilot the whole game right <laughs> so i never customized my name because i was like oh, i don't want to deal with it and they just called me like whatever my title was Right. And it was just like it had no like. I think it was like creativity. Titan three and yeah, Titan three and Vanguard, whatever. Yeah, it was. I don't know. And no creativity. The story. Okay, honestly, when the story first started, I loved it. Towards the end of it, I it sucked. It was like <laughs> it after fell that, off after that first mission. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. But it wasn't until like <laughs> halfway through the game where I actually started to like, enjoy some of the gameplay. Um, but. See, I was opposite. I enjoyed it right away. I thought looking at it was super cool. And then in the middle of it, I was like, all right, I just want to get done with this game. Actually, like, I, where I started to like it was when we went to go, when you found the the battles, the, the, where they were building the Starhawk. And like Harrison Dula is like on the radio, like, you're, what you're doing you is wrong. Like, you shouldn't voice. be attacking us. Like, that mission was like the first like good mission. And I enjoyed yeah, it a true. lot. That one was cool. And so after that point, like the game was kind of better. But yeah, see, I liked the beginning, and then once I got over the world and like the way it felt, I was just like, I'm done. And the whole time, I'm like, I wish I could be using a VR for this game because it would be way better. And because when you panned, it would make more sense as a VR because you can just look around, yeah. look up and down. It felt like you're playing a VR game. But you didn't have a VR headset. Yeah. Honestly, that's what it felt and it was, like. What was kind of interesting, though, about the gameplay was um, you could change it, but the base thing was you had to look at your instruments in the cockpit to know mm-hmm. your speed. Wait, how did you change it? Um, well, if you go to say, like, I think you can, like, vary how you want your your display to look. Oh. oh. And so, like, um, you could, I think, put icons on the screen that was more clear, but... The base thing was you had to look at your console and be like, okay, here's my ammo, here's my speed, and you had to like, you could that's all your instruments you had to look at. It wasn't on the screen as, as like mm-hmm. most games, which was interesting. And it took me a while to Sounds figure very, out what, uh, was what realistic, I guess. Yeah, I think like I said, like if you had a VR headset, you would this game would be cool because it felt like you were playing. If you ever like view someone playing a VR and you view the screen of it, it's like kind of whack. But when you're in that world, it's amazing. That's kind of what the experience was unless you have a VR. And even on the case, it like highly says PlayStation VR on it. Like it wants you to play it in VR more than anything. And so I think if if I played it as VR, I would enjoy the experience more. But the story sure. was very not the best, and it kind of was like Andrew was saying. It sounded like a filler episode, and it kind of was. Yeah. And I I didn't want to finish it because I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to play something I actually enjoy playing. And <laughs> but you right. but you did it for home, our fans. I did it for yeah. you guys, the listeners. You pushed through so. the eight hours of the story mode. <laughs> I think it was a little longer. Um. And you guys, like, I am going to, throughout this week, going to cut, I I streamed it all on my Twitch, and I'm going to cut and probably upload majority of these 
the story parts on YouTube and you can see my raw reaction. Oh, cool. So yeah, make sure you go to our YouTube channel, go check out um, all the other stuff we do over there as well. Um, shameless plug, but go check out Empire Radio YouTube channel because um, I'm going to, if you guys want to see my raw reaction to the story that will be up on YouTube this week throughout the week yeah. so and that is uh empire radio colon a star wars podcast yes um so that's that's our handle on youtube and then while we're at it we might as well just let you guys know that if you didn't know already you probably do but we are on instagram and facebook as well both of them are empire radio podcasts all one word mm-hmm. Um, so go check us out over there. Leave us your thoughts. Uh, you know, leave us a message if you want to about squadrons. Did you like it? Did you not? Um, and feel free if you really want to go the extra mile, there's a link below, uh, where you're listening to the podcast right now. Uh, YouTube included because we are, uh, getting caught up and we will be releasing, uh, podcast episodes on YouTube as well, but you can leave us a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our anchor site and if we like it we might even play it in an episode um but really quickly i want to hear your lightsaber ranking out of 10 each of you and if you would recommend it to a uh, an empire radio listener that has not played it yet uh jeremiah go first um i'd probably for for plot i'd probably give give it like a five out of 10. Like it's, there's some interesting parts, but it didn't feel like star Wars really. It didn't really add much to star Wars. And so I just five, um, gameplay. It was kind of boring a lot of times. So there's another <laughs> four or five on that for lightsabers, but drew. Yeah. So plot, I would probably give it a f- five like like jeremiah just said um it there was really cool parts of it and like for me i i did enjoy the beginning of it and i did kind of care about the main character um i just felt like the story could have went a different route and it would have felt better um and i didn't enjoy how much the empire seemed as strong as they did and also how much uh the new republic seemed as strong as they did at the same time if that makes any sense like it seemed like the empire was supposed to be falling apart a little bit faster than they were it also seemed like the the new republic should have not had as much resources resources as they did but also not it's kind of weird yeah it's a weird kind of you'll understand if you play it um but yeah and and yeah i don't i my biggest complaint i think overall though is that i it seemed like your part of the story didn't matter yeah it your character it in the like, story was just a faceless person like yeah and also like you're part of two squads of five and it's literally mirroring each other as these two people are fighting each other like you're with this squad of five and these squad of five. And like in the beginning you learn about their story a little bit. And it's kind of cool. But then after a while it's like, it doesn't matter. They're just with you. And like we didn't mention, but one of the, the rebel or the, one of the empire guys, he has a really messed up masks and he was like, oh, yeah. I can't take out my helmet. And I, I have broken back and I'm on a ventilator and this helmet is the reason why I'm still alive. If I take it off my yeah. head, it will He's basically a Vader type fighter. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of cool. He and cool. he had a cool story and he looked cool. And like, I was like, dang, I want to know more about him. And then anytime I interacted with him, it was just like nothing more. And it was just like the beginning part was cool. And I'm like, there's so these little characters I felt like had a better story than the main story. Like Jeremiah <laughs> was saying, like, I love that dude. I'm like, dude, this guy is sick. I would love that. Like Black I would series. buy that figure. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally buy it. Cause he was like, half his face was blown off almost and he couldn't take the helmet off or he would die. And it was just really cool. Essentially he got in so many wrecks that his back was like, his neck was like, in the helmet essentially and if he took the helmet off he would his neck would fall off like or his neck would fully break and it was like a really cool concept 
right. it just fell short. So yeah, um, and then gameplay, I would say a four, because part of the game is interacting with your surroundings, yeah. and you can't really. If do I could that. walk around a hangar, it would bring bring it up to a six, like a hundred percent. Like, or all if right. you could just look at all the characters a little bit more detail, because you were in one spot and you can just pan. It it yeah. was like a four. All right. Well, so so uh, well, well, there that's you our go. discussion. <laughs> Um, I haven't played it. I'm I'm sorry to hear that it was very much below the expectations. Um, uh, but I guys... honestly had very low expectation. Yeah, me too. When when That's Andrew good. when Jeremiah's like, "You want to split it with me?" I'm like, "I don't really want to, but sure." <laughs> or you listeners, I did. Yeah, thank thanks for thanks for listening. We appreciate it. All right, well. There you have it, folks. Uh, just a few other quick reminders. If you've already forgotten, one, we have a new sponsor and we're really excited about it. And two, if you want to hear more detail um, outside of the brief ad and discussion that we did at the beginning of this episode, head over to the other nine and a half-ish minute uh, episode where we just did a little bit of a breakdown, explain what was happening um, and hinted at a few really exciting things coming in the future. So please go listen to that if you want to stay up to date. Um, but yeah, anything else, boys? Nope. Um, you said recommend. I would not recommend this game. Oh, okay. save oh, your yeah. money. I would say, and just watch, watch my reaction watch on someone YouTube. on YouTube or yeah. Twitch play it. Like, watch my reaction on YouTube first, and then everybody else second. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, on that note, this has been another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. May the Force be with you. Always. Always.